This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single Podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. And every week here on the podcast, we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is New Year, New You. Also on the lineup, we are talking about what's new in dating news, everything you've ever wanted to know about using a strap-on, and the fantasies of the asexual. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first... Happy New Year, Angela. Thanks, Laura. Happy New Year to you. Woohoo! 2017. How was your New Year's, guys? Great. Great. Good to hear. Good to hear. Thanks for telling us. That was a very short answer. <laughs> um, yeah, we are, in all honesty, we're recording this just before New Year's. So we can't really tell you about ours, but if you follow us on Instagram, you could look at our pictures, I guess. Yeah, but I, ho- I hope that it looks like we had a good time. I'm sure we had a great time because I always have fun on New Year's. Same. I love New Year's. Um, but anyways, uh, happy New Year's. And what is going on in your life? Well, I've been kind of tired lately because I have been really stressed. and I think I'm like taking out my anxiety in my sleep. and I'm just like flailing around. I keep like my bed is up against a brick wall. So like I keep kneeing the brick wall and then I'll like slapping it in the face. I don't know what's going on. I'm like possessed by the devil. So um, Ian has a new nickname for me. What is it? That I'm very proud of. It's Sonic the Bedgehog, <laughs> which I think is so funny. Oh my God. You guys are ridiculous. Like, write a children's story called Sonic the Bedgehog <laughs> about a hedgehog that hogs the bed. That's so funny. That's a good nickname. Ian is yeah. Ian is uh, good at coming up with names. We spend a lot of time talking about children's books that we want to write together. I want to write a children's that. book too. We wanted to write one about a bodega cat that like how goes is there, on adventures. How has there not been a book about a bodega cat yet? Right? And it would be like kind of for adult hipsters, but also for hipster children. You have to write that because I would read it or I would co-write it with you if Ian somehow doesn't want to write it anymore or he dies i'll write it okay great we can dedicate it to him we'll dedicate it to him in the dedication page don't worry ian we got you um he also whenever i'm having like a bad day he always uh says he's gonna write the book called what's the matter angie boo boo by eric carl (laughs) what's the matter angie boo boo by eric carl yes eric carl of the very hungry caterpillar fame basically if you tack on by eric carl to the end of any title it sounds like a children's book it does yeah what's the matter angie boo boo by eric carl very cute it could be read on reading rainbow well Um, i'm glad that ian's way of of telling you that that you're being a a a shithead (laughs) is to come up with cute nicknames for you because that's a that's a little bit passive aggressive which we've said is bad to do in relationships but it's not because it's really cute and funny so i think it's actually a a a good thing it's a way of like negging you in like an adorable kind of way he has like an insomnia so i think he's just happy to see somebody else suffering with sleep issues not happy maybe happy sounds a little sick but you know did you see i I emailed you a article today about about i don't know some new you know i'm obsessed with studies yes i emailed you something about like how to treat insomnia so you can give it to ian we're thinking about looking into hypnotism yes oh my god i'm obsessed with hypnotism actually my brother just sent me a book 
that is how to hypnotize yourself. I'll give it to really? you. Really? Yeah, I'll let you borrow it. I, I don't know what I would hypnotize myself for. Something. Uh, you could do it for like, if you want to be creative, if you want to be focused, if you want to like, yeah, I it's, it's honestly, it's honestly very similar to meditation. A lot of the words that are in the self hypnosis book that my little brother gave me are very, very similar to meditation. If I could hypnotize myself to focus, maybe you could, that, I, that would require a lot of trust in you. What do you think I would make you do if you didn't know, trust like, me? Like my hand every time i heard the word doorbell i don't know <laughs> it's not hypnotism is not really like it is in the movies actually that's disappointing yeah i don't really know how those people that came to like your high school and made people like <laughs> do stupid things i truly still don't know how they did it i think that people just went along with it because they wanted to be the funny ones in school probably i don't know well we'll try it we'll let maybe we'll do an on-air hypnotism yeah Anyway, what's going on in your new year? Okay, so something happened to me the other day that I'm a little kind of traumatized by. I talked on the last episode about how some guys at the airport were screaming at me. Mm-hmm. Well, now, I don't know what I'm attra- what kind of energy I'm attracting in the universe. The people are just screaming at me for no reason. Okay. Are you sure? Are you doing something? I swear to God, I'm like just moving through the universe and people just want to yell at me. I don't, I changed my hair color. It's a lot, a little blonder. I don't know if like blondes, it makes it easier to yell at blondes. I don't, blondes do not have more fun because this blonde is getting screamed at by strangers all the time. I don't know. Maybe when I was like a brunette, I looked like more like, maybe I looked more kind or serious. I don't know. So what happened? Okay. So I was at the hair salon to buy a hair dryer and there was this beautiful blonde girl that was kind of standing nearby she kind of looked like picture like Blake Lively and I hate using Blake Lively because I love Blake Lively and I don't want to think <laughs> badly of her but this girl was given like major Blake Lively vibes and I looked over I was like oh she's got cute hair anyways and then I was just focused on checking out and I had my dog with me and my dog I was like on a pretty long leash and I wasn't really paying attention she was kind of like sniffing around I was holding her leash she wasn't like running free in the store and I guess she kind of like jumped up on the girl to say hi and my dog's not that big it's like a cute little like looks no. like a lab puppy she's also the cleanest dog I've ever met like she's very clean yeah I give her I brush her teeth every single day for example mm-hmm. um I didn't notice but when I looked up this girl was giving me a dirty look and like mumbling something and rolling her eyes and the checkout guy like she kind of like walked away and the checkout guy looks at me and goes what a bitch who doesn't like dogs and I was like, what happened? He's like, uh, your dog, like something with your dog, like jumped on her. He's like, who doesn't like dogs? That girl was a bitch. And I like look at him and I go, devils don't like dogs. <laughs> Which is a hilarious response. <laughs> and, and, and he probably true. And devils prob- don't like dogs. Devils don't like dogs. And so I didn't think she could hear me. I was just like joking around with him because he was the one that brought her up. I didn't even see what happened, but he, but I go, devils don't like dogs. And so he laughs and the nearby hairstylist laughs and she's like, Oh, your dog's so cute. I love dogs. And I was like, yeah, right. Like people should love dogs. Um, and I, I check out, I grab my hairdryer and as I'm walking out the store with Sammy, I hear someone like screaming out after me. And at first I like, I don't turn around cause I'm like, Oh, something's going on. And like, finally I turn around and it's the girl and she's following me down the street. Once again, I'm getting followed two weeks in a row. And I could, I couldn't really hear what she was saying, but I, all I did was I could hear her make out the word. She's like something, something cunt. 
And I was like, what? So I, I give her and she goes, yeah, you better keep walking, cunt. Which is like convenient because she waited for you to walk out. She could have already walking away. There. What do you mean? I better keep walking. Like I'm not walking away from you. I'm walking home after simply checking out at the hair salon. My dog, like, like she probably like she must have barely jumped on you. It's not like I have like a mastiff. Um, a mastiff is that what those? Yeah, big those dogs? are big dogs. Sam, yeah. yeah. To be clear, Sam is very gentle. She's very like and gentle tiny and ladylike, like a puppy face. Um. Whatever. Even if you were mad that my dog jumped on you, this reaction is crazy. I'm assuming she must have like she had to have heard me say like devils don't like dogs because otherwise I don't know what made her get so mad to follow me out of the store and then scream. Yeah, you better keep walking, cunt, because like I'm already. Yeah, I am walking because I was already walking. You're the one following me. And so then I don't say anything. I just like look at her and I like kind of give a look like a wait what's happening like what the fuck look and i as i'm walking and uh and finally she's still yelling at me so i i turn around i go i hope you have a better day that was nice that's been like my lately when people this is when people because i'm getting used to this now (laughs) um when people just scream at me because i also when we were in la i got screamed at by a guy like a really old privileged white man for like parking like a little too close to his car i did not scratch his car did not touch his car but it was like i was probably like a foot away and he thought i should have been two feet away so he starts like screaming at me for parking too close anyways i said the same thing to him i said i hope you have a better day because clearly these people are having bad days and they're taking it out on me I, and then afterwards on reflection i i started having like this fantasy of like how things could have gone differently. Like what if I had stopped walking and when she was like, you better keep walking, like cunt, you better keep walking. She definitely would have crapped her pants because she could, like I said, she could have said something to you while you were still in the store. She waited till you were down the block. Right. So, but then I, you know, you know, when you like say something to someone and then like 20 minutes later, you have like a fantasy of something better. You could have said all the time. I, what, what do you think I could have said better to her? Um, I think you should have taken out your phone and recorded a video because you could have gone viral. Oh my God. You're a goddamn genius. And you could have titled it like crazy psycho attacks, cute puppy. <laughs> psycho calls cute puppy a cunt. Honestly, that's what I should have done. Because what would she have done if she's screaming at me, like screaming that I'm a cunt and tell me to keep walking? I would, I should have just taken out my phone and started recording her. She would have ran after me, tried to grab my phone. I wouldn't let her. She had long, beautiful blonde hair. I could have grabbed her hair and pulled it my hair was up in a ponytail so she couldn't do it back to me then i would have like kneed her in the stomach and yeah. then kept my phone and then ran would have and then i would have started running away posted online you probably wouldn't said, want to get violent on camera though uh oh that's true okay i wouldn't pull the hair then but i would just i would record her screaming at me cunt keep you better keep walking and like all the other crazy stuff I couldn't hear. And then I would have posted online and been like, does anyone know who this person is? She tried to attack my puppy. And Sam is already a viral sensation. So like you would have had the internet rallying around her. Right. And wanting to protect her and find this bad person. And people would have been like, I would have killed to have your dog want to say hi to me. I can't believe that that lady like chased you down the street and started screaming at you. But like, maybe she's allergic. She's allergic to dogs. I just like, That's I wish I, I would have like, I know in my head, I was like, what if I would have stopped walking? Cause she's like, you better keep walking. And then I stopped walking and like turned around and was like, what if I don't, this is as far as I needed to go. 
go. I'm actually going to the store right here. And she's like, no, but you better keep walking. And I'd be like, but I, I don't have anywhere else to walk. And then would she have come up and like hit me? Would she have like, do you think she would have come up and hit me for like my dog jumping and saying hi to her? I mean, crazy things happen. But I feel like, I mean, I didn't see the girl, but I think you could have taken her. You're I could have taken her, but I don't really want to involve Sam and like I want to protect Sam. And what if she tried to kick me and then accidentally kicked Sam? I wouldn't never. Well, then you would probably destroy her. Then I would have murdered her if she touched Sam because Sam's my daughter, basically. Uh, I was just kept thinking like, what if she scratched me in the fight? Like, how would I explain that to Nick? Like if I came home with like a scratch on my face from our fight on the street down the block and I would have had to explain that like, I got into a fight with a stranger on the street, but I I'm not, like but I'm not a crazy person. I swear. If you told me that that happened to you, I would be surprised, but not shocked. <laughs> what does that mean? Because Wait, I, sh- I want you to think of me as someone that like doesn't get in physical fights with people. I don't think you would start the fight, but maybe you would finish it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> these things just happen like if i came home and was like oh i just got into a <laughs> physical altercation that would be more surprising okay if okay if this happened to you and then you were like you stopped walking and she came up and hit you what would you have done would you have just been like ah, and ran away i think that actually the added element i love puppies so the element of her like being cunty about a puppy i would have been like Come, oh my god, Sam, your dog just put her head on my lap as I said that. She wants to hear she what knows. you're going to say. I would be like, come at me, bitch. If, if she hit me, I'd hit her back. Okay, so we're the same person. Because I would not start a fight with this person. I don't want to... I don't start fights with strangers on the street. But she... if she, She's the one that was saying, keep walking, cunt. And so if I didn't keep walking, I think like she might have... I guess like she wanted to hit me. I, I don't know. She wouldn't have hit you. I'm sure she just wanted to like make a scene but what if i went up to her i'm not gonna start a fight but what if i went up to her was like whoa like don't call me a cunt that's very you're being a misogynistic woman like don't talk to me like that i'm a person what have i done to you and then she was like oh oh whoa what and then like pushed me then you gotta push her back then i would like i guess i'd have to like defend myself and push her back right realistically this is what would happen i would push her once She would push me once. I would push her once. And then I'd be like, I'm too good for I'm above this. But really, I'd be scared. (laughs) No, but and I then I'd leave. But then at that point, a crowd would have gathered because it's two girls fighting. Yeah. So like I'd be able to walk away without her like pulling my hair because people would intervene. I think this is how it plays out in my mind. But then if she push you, you push her back. Then she's going to sock you in the face because then she's going to think it's a fight. And then she would try to really hurt you. So then what would you have done? I now now you're hit. Now you're punched in the face. Now I'm, what are you going to do? I'm picturing Blake Lively. Like, is Blake Lively really going to be, like, turning into Ronda Rousey? I mean, you have to picture, like, Blake Lively with not as kind of a face. Like, a kind of more, like, mean girl bitchy face. I was wondering, like, like could I have beaten her and, like, gotten away with it? Like, what if I got away with it? Like, I, what if I hit her really hard and then she had a bruise on her face? I was, I'm trying to also picture her version of the story because my version of the story is my what i experienced i'm trying to picture when she retells the story to friends of like this girl was at the hair salon and her dog jumped on me like that's how she would begin the story like crying over cocktails with her friends 
And then the woman didn't see it. So I called her a cunt and told her to keep walking, but she didn't keep walking. She was scared and she like took the bait and then like, and then I hit her and she hit me back. Like, I'm just trying to picture what this girl's version of the story is. Like when she tells her friends that she met me and I was mean to her that day and she called a woman a cunt on the stranger, a cunt on the street. Like I'm trying to picture like what her version of the story is. Like, what did I actually, how is she telling this story? I mean, I get the feeling that if you're that kind of person, that probably happens to you a lot. So her friends would probably be like, in person, they'd be like, oh my God, that sounds terrible. What a bitch. But I can't believe behind, that girl at the dog jump Behind on her you. back, they'd be like, she needs to stop. She needs to calm down with calling people cunts in the street. I know. That's what I would imagine. She's just like the kind of person that gets like so angry at like any little thing in life. Like, how do you move through life like that? Like a dog jumps on you that you don't want to like jump on you like i didn't like i wasn't like attack that girl or like jump on that girl like i didn't see my dog like jump up to say hi it was crazy it wasn't even like she was wearing white either she was like wearing jeans it's not like you're my dog's even getting her paw prints on you anyways this clearly has affected me and i've been thinking a lot about it yeah is it bad that we're like in detail discussing revenge fantasies I mean, we all have them, I think. Well, in real life, you took the high road and that's what matters. On that note, let's talk about what's in the news. Angela, what have you been reading about? Strap-ons. Oh, fun. Yes. Cosmo did a whole entry in their like sexopedia section uh, called What is a Strap-on? Oh, wait. What what did you say that you were reading? Oh, Cosmo. Sexy. That's the one. So as we all know, a strap-on is a dildo in a harness that you... If you didn't know anything about it, you might have seen it on Broad City, one of our favorite shows. Right. That's the best example in pop culture when uh, Abby pegs. Pegging is when a woman uh, wears a strap-on with a man. I think that that's specifically with a man. But um, sometimes like lesbians will wear them. And And Abby finally, she finally gets to hook up with her hot neighbor that she's had a crush on forever. And she finds out that he's really into pegging. And she's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. And it is one of my favorite episodes ever because Angela and I are big Broad City fans. Yeah. So if you guys ever find yourself in a similar position, Cosmo doesn't want you to be like, not knowledgeable about how to use a strap-on and i had no idea so let's let's get into it so like i said a strap-on is a two-piece sex toy that includes a dildo which is typically not vibrating and is generally penis shaped held in place by a harness which attaches to the hips of the person wearing it they said be careful to only use a dildo and not a butt plug because butt plugs are meant to stay in and not come out for a while whereas dildos go in and out wait wait say that part again don't don't put a butt plug in your harness because a butt plug is supposed to stay in the butt. You put it in and it stays there. Oh, because it's like... So like, it could be dangerous if you try and do in and Because out. it's got like the balls and like it might hurt. Because it's got think, kind do, of... Do they have balls? No, not like ball balls. Like it's kind of like looks like a snowman. Oh, yeah. Right? There's like all different kinds, I think. I, because remember, we, we had like the Pokemon ones we talked about, and there because, was like the Pikachu tail that was like a tail. Yeah. With a, because you would think of. They're I've kind never, of shorter. I've, I've never used either one of these, so I'm not an expert, but you think of generally butt plugs as being smaller than than a. Right. Than a thing you would peg, than a dildo you would peg with. So I think you would probably assume, oh, I could use that. But this but is saying that you should not. They say, do not do that. Um, 
Harness styles can, just like underwear, run the gamut from granny panties to leather thongs. So you pick the style that you're comfortable with. Uh, They interviewed a sexologist from Good Vibrations who said you should buy uh, both the dildo and the harness in person so you could try it on. It should feel secure, fit well, not be too stretchy so that the dildo doesn't pull away from you. And I guess like you position it so that the dildo kind of hits your clitoris. So while you're like thrusting it's like kind of stimulating you. oh so it also feels so it feels good for the lady i have no interest in in doing this i applaud people that want to try this that's cool i'm like i don't like look down upon it i just personally have absolutely zero interest to explore this whatsoever but what if your partner did what if nick did i can't picture a world like that because he's just such a sweet romantic he's into really more like romantic and not romantic sex and not really i don't know what you would call this like more i I would call this like more adventurous or exploratory sex like kinky i would call this kinkier sex kinky and some people are into kinky sex which is cool and like there are certain maybe kinkier things i'm into like blindfolding or role-playing but i'm definitely not into the into this Are, are you into this I don't think that I would be, no. But I have read, you know, that men can be stimulated through their butt. I think, like, you know, I've even tried to, like, rub Nick's butt and he'll, like, slap my hand away. Like, if anything got near the hole, that would be, you'd freak out. For straight men, there's kind of a stigma with uh, stuff going near their butt. So I'm all about, like, knocking down taboos and stigmas and whatever. I personally am not, like, sexually into it. But hey, what if Ian w- wanted to? I would consider it. I also I feel like this stuff is probably expensive. If you want to get like a good strap on, Angela's like worried. She's like, I would be totally fine with it if it wasn't so expensive. I'm doing the accounting in my head. <laughs> Maybe if there's a Groupon for like a, a strap on, fair enough. Because you know you want to get the best of the best, but I don't want to pay top dollar. Well, when you um, when things are going in holes, you right. don't want to be cheap about it. You yeah, you don't want to use. You want to make sure that plastic is like BPH free. Is right. BPH the bad stuff? I think so. So anyway, just one thing to remember, guys, that they emphasize anytime you're putting anything up your butt, they should. They said it should be your butt crack should be as lubed up as a slip and slide. So if you're doing this, use a lot of lube. All right, on that this note. Was a graphic news story, but I hope informative. I've also been reading Cosmo. Sexy. I have been reading what asexual people really fantasize about. Really? Like, do they have sexual fantasies? They do. So an asexual person, this is what the article says, is commonly understood understood simply as someone who doesn't experience sexual attraction, but the full picture of asexuality is a lot more nuanced and complicated than that. A new study in the Archives of Sexual Behavior looked at the masturbation habits and sexual fantasies of 351 asexual people and 388 sexual people, and they found there were a lot of similarities. Almost half of the asexual women and 75% of asexual men reported that they masturbated and had sexual fantasies, even though they also said that they were not attracted to other people. So you can have like fantasies that are very sexual, but also you personally have no interest in other people. So did they give an example of like what a fantasy like that would be like? Um, I mean, I think it's just like normal porn so okay here's what one asexual person said i don't put myself into my fantasies 
That's what she explained to the researchers. That is thoroughly unappealing to me. Instead, I imagine other people in sexual situations and focus on their thoughts and feelings for a sort of vicarious arousal. I don't want to do anything sexual with any of the people I imagine and by themselves, they don't turn me on. In her experience, fantasizing is imagining getting turned on, not imagining to get turned on, if that makes sense. And I've actually, I read another study, I should have pulled up this study also, that basically read that like, there's two types of people that like when you fantasize there's two different types of people there's one that like they like to picture things happening to other people and then there's the type of person that likes to imagine things happening to themselves and that has nothing to do with asexuality even like people that are very sexual they have like those type of fantasies right and i actually think i'm i like to imagine like things happening to other people like if i i would get i feel like that's rarer I don't know. I mean, I don't have the the numbers in front oh, of me, but like, like if you're masturbating, like, do you just like picture stuff happening to you? Yeah, I kind of do. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's not like I picture something happening to like a person that I actually know. Right. I guess it's more like I don't. I don't know. What do I picture? I don't even know. But I found this very fascinating because it really is a big misconception about asexuality is that you're not interested in anything sexual whatsoever and that's not true at all you can have sexual fantasies of things happening to other people you just have zero interest in hooking up or being sexual with another person and i don't know i think this really broke down a lot of a lot of kind of ideas and thoughts that i had previously had yeah i would i would think that if you're asexual that means that you don't have any urges at all so i guess so they're saying that asexuality is like a spectrum. Like there are people that are asexual that don't masturbate, but then on the other I'm end sure of they, the spectrum. Yeah, I'm sure those people existed because like like I said, they said that it was just half of the asexual women and 75% of the asexual men reported that they masturbated and had sexual fantasies. So, you know, that means that 25% of the men and half of the women do not masturbate and have sexual fantasies. So yeah, I think it's... And just like... Just like it with any other person, they're, every, everyone's different and there's not like one way that people get turned on. And maybe some people just don't get turned on by anything at all. Yeah. But but a large amount of asexual people, they do have sexual fantasies. I found that really interesting. Also, this article was written by Haley Macmillan. Wanted to give credit because I forgot to at the top of this piece. Got to give credit where credit is due. Thank you, Haley. All right. Angela, I think it's time for us to jump into the mailbox, but first, let's thank our sponsors. We would like to thank BioClarity, an acne treatment for teens and young adults, and us. It is a naturally better way to clear your skin. And Angela, we both love natural stuff. We do. You told me a horrifying story recently about an old acne treatment you used. I'm so embarrassed by this story you don't even understand. So a few years ago, like I was um I was staying at my friend Jen's house because I was between apartments and she was nice enough to let me stuff like all my furniture and my mattress and like stay at her apartment for like a month. And while I was staying there, I noticed that her towels slowly started to change until they looked like they were tie-dyed. And I was like, I don't remember Jen's bathroom towels looking like they were tie-dyed. They hmm. were not tie-dyed. My crazy acne medication, which is a brand I will not name, but they're one that you see a lot of commercials for and celebrity endorsements for on TV. And they're not natural like BioClarity. No, because the chemicals were so strong, they were literally bleaching the towels. And as soon as I found that out, I was so embarrassed 
embarrassed. I didn't know until Jen asked me to buy her new towels. I immediately threw away the product and I was like, if that is bleaching towels, I'm not putting that shit on my skin. No, thank you. No. Isn't that so embarrassing? And and scary to think that you were putting something so harsh on your skin. I know. And Jen, oh my God, I'm still so embarrassed. She probably thought I was like trying to get away with it. I should yeah. like call her and tell her I'm sorry again. How many years ago was that? Um, a few. A few. You should still call. I still feel really bad and I'm still really embarrassed by that story and I'm never putting harsh chemicals on my face ever again. Well, if you guys have experienced something similar, not to worry. We now have BioClarity. BioClarity is clinically proven to clear up acne blemishes and help maintain clear, confident skin without all the harsh side effects of other treatment. Harsh on your skin, harsh on your towels, man. 90% of clinical study patients reported clearer skin and would recommend BioClarity to friends. So it's uh, it's endorsed by lots of people. A naturally better way to get clear skin, minimize your pore size, fight acne, reduce redness, soothe your skin, and it's cruelty-free and vegan. And I've used it. I love it. It works way better than that other shit that was bleaching and tie-dyeing my friend's towels. BioClarity is awesome. You can use it too. Put your best face forward in 2017 so you can go out and conquer the world. Just go to BioClarity.com. Our listeners are going to get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That is a steal. That's a $20 savings and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you need to enter our code SINGLE. That's BioClarity.com and enter our code SINGLE. Don't wait. Go to bioclarity.com today. We would also like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. And Angela, we get lots of compliments on our website. Just the other day, a big producer sent us an email saying, who does your website? And we said... Laura Lane. I was so excited to write that back. You don't even understand. I was like, I did it. I did it. Like, what? I'm not a web builder. I don't know what I'm doing. I am the least tech savvy person ever. Thank you, Squarespace. We have a lot of cool things on our website, Angela. We really do. The coolest is if you guys are looking for our podcast ever, like say iTunes is being wonky. Usually they're wonderful, but if something happens, you know, maybe you're at work and you don't have iTunes, you just go to our website and you can listen. Yeah, right you there. can you can listen to it through our website. So that's cool. We update the newest episode every week on our website. We mm-hmm. also have something exciting that we have added to our website recently on our events page. We're going to South by Southwest again, guys. This ow, is your ow. announcement. It's on our events page. It was so easy for me to update. Thanks to Squarespace. As soon as we found out, I sent an email to Marty, one of the owners of HeadGum, the network that runs our, our podcast. Um, and I was like, so can I add that to our website? <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, it's not official till it's on, on the website on this is why your single show.com. Yeah. So I just logged into my Squarespace account and I added it. Like, imagine if I had to like email some dude that like created the and I was like, hey, can you add that? It would have taken weeks. No way. No middleman. It took minutes. So if you guys want to build your own Squarespace website, which we recommend that you do, it's going to be super easy for you. Creating your website with Squarespace is a simple, intuitive process. You can add and arrange your content and features with the click of a mouse. You're also going to get a free custom domain, which is so kind of our friends at Squarespace. Squarespace makes adding a domain to your site simple. If you sign up for a year, you'll receive a custom domain for free for a year. That's an amazing deal. Sure is. 
It really is. And guys, we couldn't recommend Squarespace enough. You guys should start your free trial today at squarespace.com. But please make sure you enter the offer code SINGLE, S-I-N-G-L-E, to get 10% off your first purchase. Offer code SINGLE at squarespace.com. Uh, on that, are you ready to jump into our mailbox? Yeah. Angela, what do we have in our mailbox this week? We have an email all the way from Rio, Brazil. Hello. Did you go to the Olympics? I hope you had fun. Uh, It's from Pilar, who is 24. Pilar writes, I finally met someone I completely fell for on Tinder this year. He was really sweet, amazing to me. We completely hit it off and dated for two months with only a couple disagreements, the kind when everything's okay an hour later. Until one day we had a discussion via text about money. I tried to get out of it once. I saw it was saw that it wouldn't lead to anything good, but both of us ended up upset. After that, he told me he needed to think about our relationship. And oh, no. four days later, I know, not good. He decided that that was it because he wasn't ready for something serious. No. I tried teaching or reaching out to him and showing him things didn't have to be heavy. Told him I missed him, wrote nice things. Wait, him- she reached out and told him things didn't have to be that heavy? Yeah, like, like, because I guess he was freaked out by her talking yes. about money. Yes, exactly. So he felt like that was serious. So she was like, it's not a big deal. I miss you. She said, I, I wrote him nice things, made him a cute playlist on Spotify in which the song titles made a little text. Oh, my God. That's a great idea. I know. But she says he didn't even bother looking at it, Ugh. which sucks. Uh, nothing worked. And I was completely brokenhearted. I ended up writing him a very sad text telling everything about how i was feeling to which he replied saying i shouldn't look for blame well we haven't talked since and of course as every guy who isn't ready for a serious relationship he now has a girlfriend oh that's the worst i however can't find a way to move on i started doing a bunch of stuff to ship shift focus singing lessons aerial silks meditation binge watching pretty much everything on netflix reading and more recently therapy so she's- wow she sounds like me because that's basically like all the different stuff i do i'm like do the ukulele i do trapeze i do meditation i have definitely binge watched everything on netflix i've been reading a ton i've done therapy acupuncture i think pilar and i would be friends have you done aerial silks i've never done aerial silks because you really have to have really strong arm strength for that i've just been more into trapeze i would be down to try aerial silks but i don't i think i need to build up better arm strength maybe if you go to brazil polar will take you all right Um, sorry go ahead with the rest of her she's got a lot of stuff going on which is good i think that that's she's off to a great start um so she's been doing all this stuff because she says i can't get over him and still five months later it's as awful as it could be i cry every week I have thought about going back on Tinder or dating other people, but Tinder here has gone downhill. And on top of being shy, all my close friends are now in relationships and don't really go out anymore. Bottom line is, what is your advice to get past this phase? Five months of grief seem like over the top for a two-month relationship, but whatever, it happens. Um, I'm still really sad. I feel like shit about everything and miss him a lot. I tried being friends and the response wasn't at all positive. Okay, I... I have a lot to say here. I think, number one, I think Polar and I would be really good friends because we're interested in a lot of the same things. Second of all, I have completely been there. You kind of laughed a little bit when she said that five months of grief seems like over the top for a two-month relationship. Oh, no, but I've, I laugh because I know it seems crazy, but we've also all been there. Yes. Okay, good. I have completely been there, even more extreme. So there was this guy, We he actually inspired one of the 
one of the the friend zone chapter of our book. So there's this guy who this is like years ago before I even moved to New York. I met him when I was living in Los Angeles and we we made out once. This is how like it makes me seem like a crazy lady. We made out once. My friend was hooking up with his friend. Him and I, we like fooled around and like hooked up. And I was just completely smitten. Like I thought he was so smart. He was an editor of a magazine. He was interested in, he's like totally the type of guy I'm interested in. He like did woodworking and like screenwriting and like had a lot of interest and was like creative, but also like could like build things and like, you know, basically the, the man I married who's the most amazing guy in the in the world but at the time like this guy was everything to me I had the biggest crush on him he was unlike any guy I'd ever met like super down to earth just just great and like sexy nerd type could not get over him he was not interested in me in the same way he only wanted to be friends and I could not get over it for years I tried to date other people every time I'd break up with somebody I would immediately start crushing on this guy again I like joined a soccer league to be like closer to him and because we were friends and I liked all of the friends in our group but really I just would make like any excuse I could to hang out with this guy like hoping eventually he would come around and change his mind and he never did it was really sad but for years years I couldn't get over it like that's crazy you at least dated this guy for two months like I made out with this guy once I'm granted like I was close friends with him so I knew his personality and like knew I was like madly in love with him but he had just no interest in me and it was really hard for me to get over I would say I hate this advice that I'm gonna give you because it's not the typical advice that I give or that we usually give to people usually the advice we give to people is is you don't need another guy to be happy, which I do believe it's just find yourself, do things on your own, find your own interests. But to be honest, Pilar, you have done all of that already. You are doing, you have done a bunch of stuff to shift focus. You've done singing lessons, aerial silks, meditation, binge watching, like you said, everything on Netflix. You've been reading, you've been doing therapy, like you're hanging out with friends. You have found your own interests. I don't think that like for most people that, can't get over someone it's because they have not focused on themselves and they don't have their own interests that's and they need to find themselves again that's not the case with you and all I can speak from is my own experience and doing doing things and focusing on myself has helped me in other relationships but it did not help me with this one guy that I could not get over it the only thing that helped me get over him was when I found someone else that was better that loved me back and I realized that like like that was a deeper love and the mutual love was was way better. Finding someone else is the only thing that got me over this guy. I hate that advice, but it's true. No, I'm, I, I'm being honest. It is true. And I think that there I've had like similar situations, like people that I probably went on like two dates with that for years I thought about it. And to this day, if I see like their picture on Facebook, I still get that tinge. Like it's never going to go like away. Those weird feelings of bubble, right? Yeah. Like you're always going to that that's always going to be like a person in your life like that like a significant person but your feelings will change they'll they'll become less intense as time goes on um and hopefully you'll even kind of like start to see the flaws in that person because I know right now you're still kind of enamored with this guy but with a little time and perspective you might see that he wasn't as perfect as you think he was Yeah I would just say like I'm glad that like you know I would say still try to go on Tinder. I mean, the only other advice that I can give you is to like change up the places that you're going to meet people. I would tell you to 
to do things that you're interested in and hope that you'd meet somebody there. But you are like, I don't know, maybe you'll meet a guy that's really into like meditation and yoga or like you could meet a guy at Ariel Silks. But I've been to like when I do trapeze and I see the Ariel Silk people, like most of the time they're just girls and there's like two guys. So I don't know, like maybe expand your interests to things that like where you might meet other guys that are still within your that are still like within things you're interested in. Like, I don't know, playing soccer maybe like, I don't know. Or that's what I did, but I just did it to follow the guy I had a crush on. So maybe that's bad advice. But maybe through friends, if friends have like get togethers, go to a different bar that you don't usually go to. Also try not to stalk him on social media. If you can avoid it, don't do that. And don't text him anymore because he doo doo head. I honestly think it was, it was worse that I like stick, was able to stay friends with this guy for so long because it kept him around in my life and he was really good because he knew I was madly in love with him and he was good he would still come over and like build my Ikea furniture and stuff and he was so good at still staying my friend and being professional because we like worked together sometimes and I don't know I still like if if I've I haven't seen him in like over a year but when I see him like I still I just remember those feelings. I don't have those feelings. I'm not still in love with this guy, obviously, but like I remember those feelings. So it's like a weird feeling that I have when I see him. It's like, oh, we didn't break up. I don't, nothing bad happened. So I don't hate you. I just, I still have like the remnants of like this crush that went on for way too fucking long. Right. And it sucks because it's definitely one-sided in those scenarios. Oh, it's horrible. He like probably never thought of me. Exactly. So it stings to think about, but also I guess try and focus on that and be like, okay, he's not thinking about me. Why should I waste my time? Yeah. But I feel for you, Pilar, and I have to give you props for doing all the right things that we typically say to do shifting focus finding your interests yeah just keep at it I think you're on the right track girl and like my heart goes out to you I want to give you a big hug because I was there and I just really hope that you don't go through it as long as I went through it because it was honestly getting crazy (laughs) yeah yeah finding finding a boyfriend uh has got me over it so keep at it you'll you'll get there you'll get there give it another five months yeah Okay, next question is from Dora the Explorer. Wait, can I say one last thing? Yes. Don't self-hate. Don't feel guilty about about the five months of grief. And don't feel stupid and don't feel guilt. And yeah, don't self-hate about that because that will only add to it and make it worse. You should own it, recognize the feelings, and know they're okay. Because I also did a lot of self-hating and feeling really stupid and making excuses. And when I would talk to my friends about this guy, like they all kind of like made fun of me. Like, why do you still like that guy? Uh, and I did a lot of feeling stupid and it was a lot of wasted negative energy. So let those feelings go. You feel how you feel and we're human and don't add self-hate on top of this grief. Agreed. Okay. So, Agreed. All right. Sorry. Go ahead with the next. <laughs> so, well, our next listener, rather than go anonymous, she just gave us uh, a fake name, which is Dora the Explorer. Oh my God. That's I great. kind of really like. I love that. Can you guys, instead of being anonymous now, can you please give fake names? Cause that's hilarious. Yeah. And we get to picture Dora the Explorer having a dating problem. So Dora writes, uh, I'm not afraid to put in my dating profile that I'm fat, questioning, liberal, feminist, nerdy, geeky, quirky engineer. Uh, What I am, what I'm not sure whether I should put is that I'm an eclectic pagan. 
This means that I don't choose one particular pagan tradition or other religious path, but instead blend elements that I personally can find scientific evidence for. My area is very not pagan friendly. So even if an early date is going well and I respectfully decline an invitation to a place of worship, it can make the other person upset and they will call me a witch in both senses of the word and I embrace both and a deceiver. Wait, wait. Hold up. I'm a little confused. Wait, so my area is not... So is she saying that if she dates somebody that is pagan? No, so she's saying she's a pagan. She clearly lives in like a conservative Christian area because these people are like inviting her to church on dates. Oh, got it. And she's like, "Mm, actually, I'm not into that. I'm a pagan. And then they call her a witch because... Okay, that's perhaps these people living in medieval times. These people are stupid. Um, Okay, sorry. Also, like who... I mean, I guess... There are places that do this, but like, who's taking you to church on a date? I like, do not know. Take you to dinner. Take you to a movie. I don't want to go to freaking church on a date. Also, if I decline going to church on a date, I'm not a freaking witch. Okay, I just like don't want to go to church on a date. Who would want to do that? I guess there are people, but clearly not Dora, and she has every right. Just so you know, Dora. Also, she said not that crazy that you don't want to go. She to said it's church an early date. date an early date is going well so like you're on you're so okay they take you to dinner and they're like oh hey like this is going really well like want to go to church afterwards i'd be like uh fuck no <laughs> i mean listen <laughs> we're coastal elites i guess we're not used to this behavior maybe this is a thing let us know if this is, is this a thing, a thing? do people invite if a date's going well do they then invite you to church later that night what is happening i've never know. heard of this like honestly angela when your friend brought a date to the laundromat because he wanted to multitask and do laundry that is a hundred times less weird to me than bringing someone to church on like a first date because it's going well i understand that like if you're a religious person and you're dating someone for a long time and they're equally religious you might like go to church on sundays and i think that's beautiful and nice i'm not anti-religion i just like wouldn't be like oh you don't want to go to church you're a witch i would also never assume that somebody else wanted to do that because clearly it's not like they had this great conversation about like both being into the same religion like she maybe at best like just kind of avoided bringing up her thing and then they're still inviting her yeah i just don't know how that happened so early on and you have to ask that's a big ask to like invite someone to church on a on like a the first couple of dates if you if religion's a big part of yeah, if religion's a big part of your life and you want to date someone that's equally religious, that is completely okay. But there's like a time and place for that. Like, don't you want to like get to know someone first on just like a normal non-religious date? You could still talk about Christ or Buddha or Allah or I don't know, whatever. Hanukkah Harry, whatever. <laughs> I don't even yeah, God. <laughs> but Don't call someone a witch. I'm so baffled. All right, keep going. So, I mean, she does say, she's like, I embrace, I embrace the word witch, which I love, but other people can't use it as a negative towards you. Yeah. Um, So anyway, she says, on one hand, I feel that being upfront can save me from these dead end dates. But on the other hand, I'm afraid that it will attract unwanted attention. Is there certain etiquette for this or does it depend on the area? Well, clearly it depends on the area because nobody here where we live in Brooklyn is asking us to church. Um, As for the unwanted tension, I'm wondering, does she mean, do you think she means like people that are fetishizing dating a witch? I think like, 
I definitely think that probably just because there's less familiarity with be what pagan means. Um, also, like you explain that that the parts of being a pagan that you like, there's all scientific evidence for it, whatever. But um, to some people, I don't know, they might think that it's like a little kooky. I don't know. There's like weird images of witches in pop culture that they're basing their perceptions on. They don't, they probably know nothing about paganism. So you got to keep that in mind. I I probably don't really know much about it. I had a friend in high school who was a Wiccan. Is that the same? I don't know. She had a wand. Oh, okay. Was she doing it like, like she truly was a Wiccan or was she doing it more for fun? Um, I think it was the way any person pursues something in high school. Yeah. A little bit of both. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was gothic for a little bit and I thought I w- I thought I could tell people's fortunes. Yeah, so she, I would she, go around like telling people's fortunes and like putting my hair in three buns and like pretty much acting like a witch. But she like would say yeah. you, she could read your aura. That's basically what I was doing. Yeah. I did it. I think it lasted for like a week. I remember this like really popular couple coming up to me and and asking me, are we going to be together forever? And I like put out my cards and like close my eyes, like really tight where you like, you know, light is flashing. You can see numbers. And then I like open them and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, you'll be together for a long time, but not forever. And they like <sighs> nodded and they like, they seemed like satisfied with that answer. Like, oh, that's like kind of where we saw this relationship going. Right. Like, oh, okay. I think she's right. She's onto something that they were like, oh, she's really good. <laughs> were you right? I was right. Of course they didn't of last. Are you, you kidding were- me? Yeah, actually, um, this was middle school. This wasn't even high school. Of course, they didn't last. So, Dora, clearly, I'm I'm doubting. I'm not sure, but I'm doubting that you know you have a wand or you read people's auras or you have tarot cards. These are all our weird perceptions of what it means when you say that you're a pagan. So, I think maybe if you're going to put it in your profile, m- maybe there is like a succinct, like short way to explain what it means, but like in a charming way. I mean, I don't. I think if she put Wiccan down to me, that that seems that's more like nichey. Pagan to me, I don't really. I guess I don't really fetish like fetishize it that much. I I don't know if I would think that much into it. But what I would think when people do put their religions on their profiles, the one thing that does come across to me is that it's very very important part of their life that it's a very very important part of their life so if like paganism is something that's kind of like on the side like for example i'm jewish but my true beliefs are they're i'm very i probably probably take parts of all different kinds of religions if i'm being honest Mm -hmm. like there's probably a little bit of christianity a little bit of whatever i'm spiritual i i do kind of believe in like energy i'm not gonna this is not that kind of podcast i don't need to go into my beliefs but i'm just saying like jude judaism is not a huge part of my life meaning i'm not going to temple every night i i don't keep kosher we're both in interfaith relationships so clearly yeah it's not one of our type priorities if i put judaism on my profile i would think if you're catholic you're probably going to not swipe on me because you're going to assume that I want to date someone Jewish as well because right. it means that it's a very important part of my life and I want someone that also follows the same religion. That's what I think people understand when you put a religion on your profile. If you're open to dating someone that's not pagan, I would probably say don't put it. I think it must be where you're living and there must be like a lot of Christians that are like looking down at this or right. I is wonder, that, is that what's happening? 
It sounds like it. And I wonder maybe if you don't want to put that you're pagan, if there is a way to put something in your profile that will weed out these people that are like really intense about being Christian. Yeah, there's got to be a way to get rid of that. Those people. You could even, I don't know, maybe you could say not really religious in your profile. I know, but that's misleading too. I guess I want to know. Okay, she said she's like very like liberal feminist, nerdy, geeky. Like it almost sounds to me she's a quirky engineer. It's not like is she going to like pagan ritualistic things every night or every week? I would honestly probably tell her not to put it, but I would maybe even put something like not looking for someone super religious. Right. Something like that. But I also I have to say, like, if she really does have all this stuff that she says she has in her profile, like that she's liberal and feminist um, and questioning. Isn't that going to weed out like super religious people anyway, since they're not that liberal usually? Like, I mean, maybe I'm stereotyping. Maybe you're like maybe you're super, super Christian, but you are also liberal. Yes, of course. Duh, that's possible. But I'm talking about like you know who I'm talking about. Like right. the very, very like, I mean, even like very conservative Jewish Hasidic people are supposedly like Trump Trump supporters and conservative and not liberal. Like there's right. supposedly a lot of Hasidic people voted for Trump. That's what yes. I read in a Vice article. <laughs> well, they are very conservative. They're yeah. very conservative. So I'm just saying like any conservative extreme member of religion, like they're usually, yeah, yeah. They're usually if, not if, like if liberal. these guys are like calling her a witch and inviting her to church after a first date, odds are they're pretty conservative. Okay, I think we've talked this out. We kind of needed to like think about it and talk it out. So we're this is what we do when we read these questions. We kind of need to like talk it out together because there's a lot going on. I think she should not put it if it's not something that she is a part of her life every single day or night. But I would put on her profile like not looking for people that are conservative religious and or you know very religious people. Like right. I would put what you don't want instead of what you do want. Cause if you put pagan, I think you're, and you own, I think people are going to think you only want to date a pagan. Um, yeah, I guess I agree. And for the area that you live in, it sounds like it would make sense. It would seem a little strange, like here to put, don't not looking for somebody. Oh, that person has a chip on their shoulder, but it sounds like where you're from, it wouldn't be that weird if you yeah. put that in your profile. Honestly, that's something like I would even, yeah, I, I wouldn't even be that I would put that on my profile I mean I wouldn't actually do it but I wouldn't feel weird about doing that is what I mean to put like not looking for someone super religious because I don't want someone super religious I don't want to be going to church every night that's just not a part of my life I want to do museum Sundays with my children and probably not Sunday school I might change my mind when I have kids I don't know but I guess also one more tip just maybe have, do a better screening process. Like when you chat with people before you meet up with them, before you like even give them your physical time, try and get like a vibe for where they're coming from, like in conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. If you want your listener questions answered, or if you have funny text messages from an app you want to share, email us at contact at this is why your single show.com. You can also find our contact info on our website. This is why your single show.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's topic is New Year, New You. Yes, New Year's is a time when a lot of people decide to start anew. And it is New Year's, guys. There are a lot of cliches with New Year's, but we all end up doing them. Like, we all we all want to start fresh. Everyone has a resolution. Yeah. 
If there's something that you don't like about yourself, make this the year you do something about it. Yeah. So if you, if it really bothers you that you're shy, there's nothing wrong with being shy, but if it bothers you, go like scare yourself and do something social and outgoing, join some kind of club, try public speaking, whatever. It will improve. Your confidence will grow. Yeah. Try improv. That's changed my life. Improv and sketch comedy has changed my life. Join an improv troupe or just take a class. Take a one-on-one. One-on-one's really easy. There's truly nothing scary about it. If you go to an improv show and you're like, that's too scary. There's no way I could ever do that. Well, don't worry because in one-on-one, you're not doing that. So you really have nothing to be scared about. Yeah. You should Uh, really do improv. It will truly break you out of your comfort zone. You meet guys, you meet girls. I know that improv classes are not really accessible everywhere, really like Chicago there's um, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York. I have a friend in Atlanta that does it. Great. Oh, there's, good. I'm glad that it's growing. You might not know that there's a theater near you, but Google it. You might find it. Exactly. Um, so that's just one example of something you could do. Like, think of something that bothers you. Not even about dating. Just something that bothers you and make this the year that you change it. Yeah, exactly. I... I think that that's a great idea. But it does. This is relevant to dating in the sense that if you're happy with yourself, you're going to put out a better version of yourself to the world. You're going to be more confident, and confidence attracts lovers. Exactly. That's the lamest thing I've ever said. But it's so true. On that note, it is time for our reason of the week breakdown. It's time for resolutions, people. Angela and I have come up with 10 resolutions that we have to tell each other about. And we're going to go back and forth and tell you guys our resolutions. Um, We're going to be very vulnerable. Are you ready, Angela? I'm ready. We're going to go back and forth, okay? Okay. All right. I'll go Uh, first? Yeah. Kick it off. Okay. My first resolution is to try and start putting money away from my retirement because I'm almost 30 and I don't have like a 401 401k or don't really entirely know even what that is so i'm gonna start trying to have some savings so i'm not an old lady that has to eat cat food i think that's a smart idea i have a 401k but i haven't been like adding money to it every year i was and you're supposed the earlier you add money to your 401k the better because it's basically like a snowball effect because the more money you put earlier then it grows and it grows and grows like a snowball rolling down a hill so i need to start putting more more money in it but yeah i've had one Luckily, I I had a job really early on at like 21 that that uh, gave me a 401k. So that's good. Yeah. I It was just never something I thought about. And uh, now I'm getting older. I got to think about it. Yeah. So, tw- do it. 2017. What's your first resolution? Figure out what color my hair should be permanently. Uh, I've been really struggling with this since I was pretty young. I changed my hair a lot. And I think... I think I used to just say like, oh, I like changing my hair because it's fun to change my hair. I think it's gotten a little out of hand recently. So my hair has been, I was born with like light brown hair. I first put sun in it when I was probably like 15 years old before my mom would let me dye my hair and it turned orange. Then I started dyeing my hair blonde. Anyway, since Angela's known me, it's been like chocolate brown, red, black, short blonde bob, blue, Pink. bangs briefly i have bangs now it's like short and blonde but i'm just like not really loving you the didn't color. even name every color i don't even i don't think i could that's i've known you for what three years yeah no and like four 
three plus three and change and i have no idea how many hair colors you've had it's been a lot i've had ombre i've had a lot of hair i'm damaging my hair and it's really i think it is fun to change my hair i like changing my look but i think recently it's been less about being fun and it's turned more into i don't know what my look is and i'm trying to figure out like the best version of myself and i keep what i keep doing is i keep looking at old pictures of myself with a different color hair and I'm like oh I looked so cute in that picture and then I change it back to that color or I see like a picture of a celebrity and I'm like oh that hair looks so nice I could have that hair and the problem is like no I don't have the same hair or the same base as that celebrity so no it doesn't look good on me and I just don't I just want to feel like me like the best version of me and I don't know what color that is anymore oh man yeah if we don't change our ways when we're old I'm gonna be poor and you're going to be bald what color hair do you like best on me i think that your natural color looks nice like a light brown really like a brown with kind of like blonde and like like i know i do think that that looks good on me but then i got like really sick of ombre like i just feel like oh that's so like 2014 not the ombre but some kind of like multi-colored thing yeah i think i felt like the prettiest when i had like dark brown hair i think of you as having lighter hair though yeah you don't like it nobody maybe we should take a social media poll we can just let the listeners i think i think i'm like looking at these like glamour shots that i took when i had dark brown hair so in my head i'm like oh my like long dark brown hair was so mysterious and pretty but it's like no that's because it was like a professional photo shoot and like i could have like i could have had like a shit buzz cut and it would have looked good in like a professional photo shoot with the photographer that took our book cover pictures so yeah like any color is gonna look good but yeah if you like go on my website i have like every freaking color hair in my headshots like honestly like casting directors will like comment they'll be like hey what do you look like right now because you probably don't look like your picture it's a problem Hmm. i've never dyed my hair i wonder if my next resolution should have been about dyeing my hair it is hair related though what is it number two laser hair removal oh, highly recommend it i've been thinking about it for years and i'm tired of waxing Maybe. are you talking about just vagina i mean in like my dream world i would remove everything but my eyebrows and the hair on the top of my head yeah and maybe some hair that like would cost like health six grand probably <laughs> well maybe this will be a resolution every year for the next i don't know 40 years but yeah little by little I've I did like under my armpits and it was the best decision I ever did because even when you shave guys get like a five o'clock shadow on their face girls get five o'clock armpit under armpits oh I definitely do because you shave your armpit and you could still see like the tiny little black dots and by five o'clock like it's like little pepper underneath there it's just not a good look but I did laser under my armpit and my arm my underarm looks like the the underside of your of your forearm what a dream it's so smooth like a baby's butt it, I, it looks really good i think it'll change my life because i'll be able to be spontaneous it, at, in a way i've never been before i'll be like oh you want to go to the beach okay and i'll just take off my shirt and my armpits will be beautiful it's great i also did my bikini line again same thing you can be spontaneous because you never have to worry about shaving yeah. it, it really was great because it got you know girls they don't talk about this a lot but there's like ingrown hairs that you have to deal with when you deal it's with your very bikini hard line. To maintain. It just never looks good. Now it looks good. 
I highly recommend it. If there's one investment you're going to do, I would say do the laser before 401k. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> okay. My number two is write a book of essays and get it published. That's oh. just something I've always wanted to do. A loftier goal than mine. And our book agent has been very encouraging. And I, for like a year now, and I just need to get my shit together and actually do it. All right. There's not a lot to talk about there. Number three. We what look do you have? forward to it. Um, number three is not live in a frat house. I would like before the end of 2017 to no longer live with three men and just live with one man. Hopefully that man being Ian. Oh, uh, but then you wouldn't have all the good stories you have for the podcast. Of I know living in your frat house, but I'm too old to be fighting with people about who bought toilet paper. True. My number three is take my mom on a mother daughter trip. Oh, that's, something oh I've, that's a good one. I've always wanted to do and I would love to do that this year for Mother's Day. I think I want to try to, I don't know, find some kind of retreat to do with her and really do some mother daughter bonding, man. All right. Well, just know that's my honorary 11th resolution. Sure. Okay. My next one, eat more veggies. Veggies are the cure to life. I've been reading so many studies about this that, okay, so there, I just listened to a podcast about a guy. He has a philosophy for people that like don't want to be completely vegan because they grew up eating meat and they can't imagine not eating meat. He calls yeah, it I'm not going vegan. He I calls like it V6 vegan before. I think it's V6, V6 or V8. I don't know. I'm going to say V6, but the point is it's vegan before six. So you eat basically mostly veggies and then eat whatever you want for dinner, but just only eat vegan for, so just eat like fruit for breakfast and like a salad for lunch. Just only eat vegetables. I don't know if I can commit to that. That sounds like a good goal though. I would try maybe like it's supposed to be really good for two you. days out of the week. I could do that. It's supposed to be for starters. If you eat mostly vegetables, you'll live exponentially longer. Weirdly, I love vegetables. I just don't make the effort of like buying them and making them. All the time. So I think that is a brilliant resolution yeah. because um, veggies are the are the cure for so many things. Yeah, you get better eyesight when you eat carrots. Yeah, my That's grandma true. used to say. Um, so that's mine. What's what's yours? I want to cook an apple pie. Oh, that I cooked one like in uh in home ed. Is that what it was called? Home, home ec. Home ec. Thank you. I knew I was like a letter off. We didn't have home ec in Catholic school. I don't you know. You went why. to Catholic school. <laughs> yes. When you said you went to Catholic school, I just assumed you meant like Sunday school. No, you went to like weirdly. That feels more extreme. Yeah, I went to Catholic school my whole life. Wait, what? When you said like, oh yeah, you know, Catholic school, I always thought you just meant like Sunday school. That's Did like, you go to Sunday school? No, because I went to Catholic school. I went to Sunday school for like Jewish stuff to like learn so like Hebrew school. Yeah, so I could learn to read Hebrew, so I could take a, so I could you know do my bar mitzvah. No, I went to Catholic school from nursery school to twelfth grade. Look, we're learning so much. Oh fuck, that sucks. No, but it was also like I was lucky. I went to uh, pretty liberal Catholic schools, but that like was not public school. No. We wore a uniform. Oh, my God. Your parents paid for private school? Yeah, that's why I have no savings. That's why I have no... <laughs> that's why I can't ever get married. That's where my They spent all their money? Fund. No, I mean, they, that's, they saved... That was a priority for, for them. Schooling. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They could have sent you for free to public school, and then now you could have you had a marriage fund. Priorities. Know, Everyone has priorities. That's what it you do in life. would have been some marriage if, if all the money that went through my, to my schooling would have went towards wedding oh well what could have been what could have been um anyways i 
learned how to make an apple pie in home ec and I've always wanted to make one again because I was really good at it and that was a long time ago. I'd like to do one. I'd like to do it again. All right. What do you have? Um, let's see. What do I have? Tweet more. I want to tweet more. I really, yeah. Twitter's like going down the shithole. Why is that your goal? That's like, I love Twitter. I would love to like delete my Twitter. That would be my goal is delete. I mean, I know that's really easy, but I get like most of my news from Twitter and I discover a lot of comics through Twitter. So if I didn't I like just Twitter. spend $250 buying <laughs> Laura, the handle Laura Lane, I would honestly like delete Twitter because I, I also, I think it's a good exercise. It gives me anxiety. I mean, with our, this is why your single show accounts, which Laura and I update every day. So you should totally be following them. Uh, it's a good challenge for us to like write a joke every day. I mean, so. writing one joke a day when like nightly people that work write for like the late night shows have to write like a hundred a day. I think it shouldn't be that much. I think it's maybe more of a challenge writing them like themed about themed. dating. Sure. But uh, I like the challenge of writing one funny joke a day, hopefully more, but sorry, I'm not a nightly show writer, but one joke. If, a day. Yeah. If you're like a nightly show writer, then you can write like, it's, I mean, maybe it's easier to write like a hundred jokes because you can write them about truly any topic in the world of anything going on in the news. But yeah, when you're only joking about, about dating after like, I don't know how many tweets we've done, like over a thousand. It's like, all right, I don't know if I have any more jokes about dating. But we always do. There's always, that's the thing is dating is always evolving and there's always stuff to say. Right. And there's a lot of stuff that falls under the umbrella of what's making us single. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Laura, what's your next recipe? I want to learn how to do a new trapeze trick other than the split. So like I said earlier, I've been taking trapeze classes for fun. All my friends think I'm really freaking weird. They're like, Laura, you're you're so weird. You were like a reporter and editor, and then you're just like, oh, I'm gonna do like comedy, and all of a sudden now you left your job, you're doing, com-. and then they're like, are you joining the circus next? Like every time you do a hobby, you like quit where you're. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like- I'm not joining the circus because I'm not that good at it because I can't get past the first tr- big trick. Like, well, it's really like the second trick. So I learned how to do like you hang by your knees, and then they like you jump off and they grab you, but then the second trick they tried to teach me is like you do the splits on the trapeze and then you jump into their arms going off of the splits but you have to have the splits timed really well and I'm just really I'm doing like the split trick working on it for like four weeks in a row and I can't get past it I'm not that good at it and I really want to just get past it so I can like learn another trick other than the splits on the trapeze you just no one cares this is not a big thing but what I've learned in life is you just have to set little goals for yourself because nobody else gives a fuck about you. They're not going to set goals for you. You have to set goals for yourself. So that's what I do every day is I set little little mini victories is what I call them. And this is a goal I'm setting for myself. Great. What do you have? Um, well, simultaneously with tweeting more, I need to stop checking social media as often <laughs> as I do because... This is why you're probably so confused. You're like, I want to tweet more, uh, but I want to get off social media. Basically, because every time I log into any social media, I'm reading about politics, which is good because you want to stay informed. But also, it's like getting punched in the stomach every time I read an article because not a lot of good stuff's happening right now. No. And it's taking its toll on my nerves. Yeah, truly is. So I'm going to try and try and filter how much negative stuff I read. Uh, what's yours? I want to have a humor piece accepted by the New Yorker. 
Earlier in 2016, I wrote a video piece that I also produced for The New Yorker, and that was a huge accomplishment that I was really proud of because I read The New Yorker every single day. I'm obsessed with The New Yorker cartoons. I like, I have like a New Yorker cartoon game. I cut them out. I'm obsessed with The New Yorker cartoons. It's one of my favorite things. I want to have a Shouts and Murmurs piece accepted by The New Yorker, and I've submitted a bunch, but they just, the, the editors are really nice. She always writes me back, but they just haven't been quite right. So I'm hoping I find one that works for them this year because that would be a big accomplishment for me that I would really like to do is get something accepted by The New Yorker for Shouts and Murmurs. I did. I wrote for the Shouts and Murmurs video department 2016, 2017. I need to get it in print. We're rooting for you. Thank um, you. 2017 or yeah, 2017 resolution seven. What do you have? Resolution seven. Finally watch the final seasons of boardwalk empire and newsroom. Both are HBO shows that ended in 2014. And I watched the entire series of both and I never watched the final season. I think I'm that's gonna- because newsroom sucked. Uh, newsroom was great. It was Aaron Sorkin who is a little misogynistic, which I don't like, but he does write great dialogue. I love, no, I love Aaron Sorkin's dialogue. Yes, Social Network was great. One of my favorite movies. But like, I was not into the newsroom. Maybe that's because I worked in news for like eight years and was an editor and I was like, this is too close to home, but also like not close to home at all. It's like really close, but also off and weird. And I'm, I th- I feel like it was yeah, it was like too close to home, but also like nothing, not actually like that whatsoever. So I just could not watch the show. It bugged me so well, much. Well, thank God I'm not a journalist and I really enjoyed it. And I think Jeff Daniels is darling. So that's my resolution. What's yours? Number seven is learn to do a handstand away from the wall in yoga class. I'm really bad at inversions and I've been doing yoga for eight years. I When I tell when people are like, how long have you been doing yoga? I'm like, well, since I moved to New York. So I moved here in 2008. Uh, I've been doing yoga for eight years. They're like, whoa, you must be really good. And I and I look at them, I go, you would think. You would think. I want to finally learn how to do an inversion. And I know if you're like a super yogi and you're listening to this, you're probably like, that's not what yoga is about. It's about like breathing and like meditating. And like, it's not about like how far you can, you can go or like the poses you can do. Yeah, I get that. I'm like super into all the spiritual stuff too. But I just, like I said, many victories at this point. I want to learn how to do an inversion where I don't have to like lean against the wall. Okay. What do you have for number eight? Um, Wear clothes that are not from Forever 21 and actually invest in nice things for once in my life. I recently bought a a nice coat from Anthropology. It was the first thing I ever bought from Anthropology and it's like been kind of life changing. I get a lot of, it it just looks good. I feel like a grown up. It is super chic. I just, I like that feeling. So I like the feeling of having clothes that don't fall apart. I'm going to, all these things kind of revolve around money. I'm hoping to make money in 2017. You will. I feel money coming towards you. We're going to have a big TV show. It'll be great. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, number, what are we up to? Number eight. eight. I want to find a friend for my dog. Aww. Sammy had some friends that moved away. She had a friend next door, our next door neighbor's dog, Picasso is his name. And her name's Samo. They're both named after artists. Um, but like Picasso got, he's getting kind of old and they just don't really have the same rapport that they used to. They still really like each other and they sniff each other, but they've outgrown one another. They kind of outgrew each other. Hate when that happens. And I just think she needs a friend. She doesn't have any dogs that I think she feels a deep connection to. And I think I, I may be like projecting or anthropomorphizing her, but I, I think she wants a friend. 
She did have a family reunion recently with her brothers and sisters. Yeah, she like was. She was no, like no matches. No, she like loved them, and that was all great. But I think it's kind of like any family members. You're like, no, they're great. They're just like, like I don't want them to be my best friend. I need another best friend. All right. Well, if you have a dog and you live in the New York area, give us a shout. Yeah. Um, number nine. Oh, here we go. Another money one. Make enough money so I can donate to more charities. I made a donation to Planned Parenthood recently, and I felt like I was doing my part. Good job. I'm so proud of you. But I do have to give you shit a little bit. I know. And say one thing. For I, I, I know feel, what you're going to say. I feel bad giving you shit because I'm so proud of you for donating to Planned Parenthood. And not proud. Like I hate the word proud. That sounds like condescending. But good job. I donated to Planned Parenthood, too. A lot of people did right after the election. High five. High five. But you don't have to, you wrote, make enough money to donate to more charities. You can donate five. I just want to be clear. You can donate $5 to charities. I think this is like a big part that I liked when I, being Jewish and growing up at Sunday school, they had a thing called like a Sadaka box and a Sadaka box was like a box and you went around and like before Sunday school, you'd put like a quarter in the box. And the point was to teach kids that like donating doesn't have to I think we hear a lot about donations and we hear like, oh, they donated like $50,000 to like the Annenberg School of Journalism or actually probably like $50 million. And you think of, oh, if I can't make like a significant donation, I'm not really making a difference. But growing up, I realized it was any anything matters. You donate like $1. And if like a million people do that, that's a million dollars, obviously. So any amount counts so don't get in your head about that you should just feel good about donating to Planned Parenthood and if you like feel like you want to make a monthly make a monthly donation for a dollar and and you'll have it'll only be 12 bucks but you'll still feel like you're you're contributing well I think in the current political climate we all just feel like we don't want to sit back everybody wants to be active in doing things so yeah financially I would love to make an impact I would also like to devote time. I've, you know, I've been calling senators, and, I, and oh my I, god, good job! And I called Paul Ryan about that stupid Affordable Care Act survey he was taking. So, like, I've been trying to do stuff, but I, I just want that's feel awesome. Like I'm making some kind of difference. You are. So, I, I haven't know. even been on the phone, and I but know I'm, I keep getting like things on Facebook, like call this person. That's the one thing I really yeah, haven't been doing. But you know, it's hard because so much of it feels like. Did I help? Is this doing anything? That's it why, is, though. That's why I think the mentality of like donating $5, you're like, eh, I could do better. But yeah, it all helps, I think. I hope. I What I don't want to fall into, especially after this election, which I think woke a lot of people up, is I don't want to fall into the rut where, oh, I'm posting all this shit on Facebook and I feel like I'm doing something when like, no, you're not. You're, I mean, it's good to to post things about treating people equally and like condemning things and sharing articles and like awareness is a is very important but like just sitting behind a computer posting rants is not action and i think like what you're doing angela and like calling senators that actually is action like showing up at protests like starting groups helping people that's action so i'm proud of you you are you're making like a lot of action and more than a lot of people are thanks hopefully we'll continue into 2017 yeah and i hope everybody is everybody needs to like just get involved some some way i think you know social media awareness is good because you're you know 
telling other people what you're doing. It's weird. Like when I donated to Planned Parenthood, for example, I at first I didn't do the share button where it's like, do you want to share on Facebook? Mm-hmm. And that always feels so whenever I whenever I donate to like Animal Haven Shelter or or whenever I volunteer, I, I usually don't post about it because it feels very like self congratulatory. Mm-hmm. And there's like a ranking in Judaism that's like uh, I don't remember it, but I read it once where it's like the best type of donation you can give is like an anonymous donation. And, um, and I, I didn't post it initially. And then, and then I changed my mind and I posted it because I was realizing that by when I found out, like I saw the click button to donate Planned Parenthood on someone else's profile. And I realized that by posting it, like someone else will see it and you, you do, you react when other people are doing things. So if you see a lot of people donating, I don't know, it might make you more inclined to donate as well. Do you know what I mean? I agree. I think I like a lot of people give other people shit about being like keyboard warriors. They call them like only taking action with your keyboard on your Facebook. Yeah. But and like I agree that you need to do more. You need to like take that action into the real world. But I'm also uh, every little bit helps, like we said. And if one person reads that thing you shared and it changes their mind and they think it slightly different way or like Laura said like the oh I'm gonna donate I see this person donated then it's good so don't feel bad about it just you know try and do a little do more you think too. it feels showy though like for example like for a while I was donating to this school or not donating I was volunteering at the school in uh in Brooklyn it was a school that didn't have like a big music program and I was like going after school to teach kids guitar and like for the record I like suck at playing guitar but like luckily these kids were even worse than I was so I was teaching them something and I never po- teaching them how to be worse <laughs> yeah and I never posted about it because it felt it felt like showy like well, oh look at how good a person I am I'm volunteering and so I didn't post about it but after this election like seeing more people post their donation buttons and like seeing other people donate and volunteer and like protest and like seeing those pictures of them doing things in the real world has definitely like inspired me to want to do even more. So do you think like it's okay or do you think it feels showy when you post that you're volunteering? I honestly think it depends on what you write and, and you know what you share. Like if you share a link to the place that you've been volunteering and be like, this has a special place in my heart because I've actually volunteered here. Please like donate money. That I think is like respectable. If you just post a picture of you with like one of the kids that you're teaching just to be like, look what I did. Everybody comment and say good for you. Yeah. Then that's like showy in a bad way. Yeah. It's really hard because yeah, it is helpful to see that your friends are also volunteering and that and that's how they're spending their time in a way because it makes you think like, oh, I should maybe make that a priority. People that are my age are also spending their time volunteering. Maybe I should do that too instead of like going to get my nails done or like going to a bar or whatever it is. Like, But then, yeah, it's really hard to find that balance of like – you also don't want to seem like you're you're being like – what's the word when it's like you're like telling people how they should act, you know? Right, like pushy? Kind of. Yeah, I'm thinking of another word, but I can't think of it. But but basically, you don't want to seem like you're like, look, I'm volunteering. You should volunteer, too, because that's the right thing to do. You know, I mean, ultimately, I want to feel like you're lecturing people, I guess. If you feel in your heart that you have good intentions for that Facebook post, then do it. Yeah. Um, But anyways, I like your number nine. That's a great one. Um, Okay, my number nine is I want to learn to play the ukulele. I... I've kind of given up on guitar. I just realized my fingers are 
not very strong enough. I like hit a plateau in college studying guitar and I just have like never really surpassed it. I can't really do bar chords. I know a lot of people have said like you can change the, you can get a smaller guitar or you can get like strings that are not so tough, but I just can't do bar chords. I don't know. I've been playing guitar way too long. So someone suggested playing the ukulele. There's less strings. It's easier. And, and it's true. Within the first day I had already, I could already play a song. I honestly think everything sounds better on a ukulele. Really? I do. I like, I know that it's become kind of cliche for, for people to like cover like unexpected songs on the ukulele and put them on YouTube, but I always enjoy their covers. Good. Maybe I'll make one of them soon. Zoe Deschanel plays the ukulele. She plays the hell out of it. I love, I love Zoe. Uh, so yeah, I bought a ukulele the other day and I, I would like to just, I would like to actually practice. I haven't been making it a priority to practice, but in 2017, I want to, I want to shred. If you can shred a ukulele. (laughs) Shred that uke. I want to shred that uke. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Um, Okay. Finally, number 10. Number 10 is have bigger balls for me. Maybe I need to get scrotox, which we (laughs) talked about in another episode, which would make my balls hang low. Um, I, I, for the record, Angela does not actually have balls. No. So she wants to to grow a pair and then they got to get big. So yeah, I just want to be braver. I want to have a stronger backbone. I want to do shit that scares me. Having a stronger backbone is something that our acting teacher has been telling you, but she says you already have a strong backbone. So I have to just feel my backbone. Yeah. What do you think that means to you? How do you think that will change your life by having bigger balls? Like standing up to people more or what? I mean, I definitely like the idea. Like we were talking earlier about saying something or like, you know, fantasizing later about saying something in the moment. And I want to be more able to like in the moment know what I want to say and say it when I'm like faced with confrontation because I get like all like, like scared and like, oh, my emotions. Well, you're like so many emotions. You're a gentle soul. I am a gentle soul, but I'm also like cynical. So it's a weird cocktail of things, but I am, I'm, I'm too sensitive. So I'm, I, I want you to just be happy with yourself. I, I like who you are. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. I do. That's why you're my friend. I'm going to... If I, you had, like, really big balls and you were always, like, calling me out on my shit, I don't know if we can be friends. Well, I wouldn't no, be... No, like, no, I mean, I want you to stand up to me. Right. I wouldn't be... I, I have no aspirations to be, like, a dickhead. Yeah. Just, like... I want uh, you to be... If by having bigger balls means, like, you having as much confidence in, like, knowing who you are, I I, I support that. And I want you to stand up to any, any fuckers that are mean to you. Yeah. Because you're... You're the... You're the best. You're like the coolest person I know. Thanks, man. No, really. Like knowing you has changed my life. You're like, you're like one of my, like meeting you has been, has been like really life changing because I've met a friend that has so many of my same interests. And I, I don't think I have any other friends that have as many interests um, that I have as you. Yeah. It's, it's so nice when you and I are like talking about something and we can kind of just finish each other's sentences or like. I already know what you're talking about and you're going to ask me if I've like seen a show. Mm-hmm. Although Laura is pretty good about watching like every single show on television <laughs> and streaming. So I can't quite keep up with her. I just, but it's really because I have no life. No, no. She's just, she just consumes media. She's got an appetite for it. An appetite. Yeah, that's true. I do. I do. I love, I love, I love studies. I love comedy. I love TV, fashion. Well, I don't know. Sport, whatever. 
Listen, um, on this New Year's I like episode, too many things. <laughs> on this New Year's episode, I will also say that 2016 spent with you, Laura, has been great. Oh, it's been very you. fulfilling. Oh, I love you. I love you. What's your number 10? Okay, number 10. Can, I should have done this for yours, but I'm going to do it for mine. Number 10. Any chance I have to use that dramatic trumpet, I will take. My number 10 is I would like to, I don't know if this is even a very serious one. I think I'd like to do it, but I don't know if I actually will. Put together an album of songs about my dog that I've written because I write a lot of songs about my dog. People tell me they're pretty good and catchy for like, I'm not being crazy. I don't think I'm like writing like a Grammy award winning like Nora Jones song, but like, I don't know why I just chose Nora Jones, but she would. Um, she would, <laughs> she would write a song about her dog. I feel I could see it. Yeah. Um, but for, for like a children's type of song, apparently the songs I write about my dog are pretty good. And people have joked about me writing an album of them. Cause I have enough at this point to have a full album. I think that'd be just a fun, silly, really stupid thing to do. You have a ukulele now. I have a ukulele. I don't think they all really work for ukulele, but like, I don't know if I could find like a producer that thinks it's like a funny uh, like a funny project to do to write an album of songs about dogs. I think it could be like a just a funny weird thing that I do that I would like to I would like to do. I would like to have a record for to stand the test of time so that for centuries into the future someone will be able to listen to my songs about about dogs. I think the best part of that would be that you and Sam could go on tour to promote the album. Obviously, she would need her Auntie Ange with her. I would go and be her handler slash entourage member. Um, and that would be great. That would be great. I, I hope that we all accomplish our resolutions. Yeah. Why don't you guys, you guys make a list. I would like to read your guys' resolutions if you want to send them to us. Yeah, we might copy some of them. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I probably won't. I don't think I can have any more than these 10. I know, this is a lot. This 10 is a lot. Well, we have a full year. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah. I, I, I didn't put anything about our TV show we've been working on for like two years now, but we talk a lot about this. I feel like it's a good time to talk about this for their New Year's episode, but Angela and I have been pitching a TV show for like the last year that's inspired by our sketch show and our book and our lives i didn't put this on our resolutions because one thing i've learned about hollywood is that at some point it's not up to us it's not up to us shit is so out of our control so i didn't really put much career stuff on here because what i have learned is that you can try your very very best but it is completely fucking out of your control the only thing you can control is how you feel about it and how hard you try. And I think right. Angela and I wrote the funniest fucking show that we could have possibly written. I hope you guys get to see it one day. We're going to get to record a pilot presentation, supposedly in January. So we'll have a little sample. I don't know if it'll ever see the light of day, but we're trying our best. We're just trying to be funny, write funny things together and hope somebody sees them. But I didn't put anything really career wise. Neither really did you. No. Because, yeah, it's not up to us. 
It is not up to us. Um, I hope that was inspiring a little bit. <laughs> I hope your guys' career is a little bit more up to you than ours is. <laughs> um, but we hope we have cleared up this week's reason. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. This was an emotional episode. Yeah, well, you know what? New Year's. It's, it's cliche, but it's a time to start anew and look back and reflect on the last year. It truly is. Um, guys, if you want to read more of our jokes or more about the stuff we have to say about dating, please check out our book. Buy it. It's really funny. Also, it's a great thing to buy for the new year. I think actually our book really came out in the last New Year's because a lot of people, they like to... Yeah, it was like too late to buy for Christmas. Yeah, it came out like a little bit too late for Christmas, but also I guess people like... Our, ours is really a comedy book and an advice book, so they like people like to buy advice books in the new year. So yeah, our book was on like the tables in Barnes and Noble this time last year, which is kind of amazing. But all the stuff still holds up. Nothing has really changed in a year. So if you don't have our book, buy it this year. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and our audiobook is available on Audible. And follow me on Instagram, which is the Laura Lane, and on Twitter at Laura Lane. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram since I'm going to be tweeting more at Sparadactyl. Uh, you could follow the show accounts on Twitter and Instagram at your single show. That's Y-O-U-R-E single show. And make sure you like and subscribe on iTunes. We're always watching. Thank you so much for listening. And let's have a great year, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. This is why you're single. 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 That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>